0: Hello there, welcome to episode 41 of True Cult Pop, a punk rock podcast. It's me, Stephen Hill. I hope you're very, very well. Uh, Looking forward to today's show. On the show, we're going to be giving... Gabriel's Angels and Queens are right royal going over. It's a hardcore supergroup Nirvana. Are better lovers a better band than some of their parts? we Will be find it out? It's PJ Harvey time. Polly Jean's new record gets reviewed as well. Dave and Central C have come together to split. Is it a good decision? We will let you know. Plus a busy old time for me. You could say <laughs> that the weekend was a bit of a blur. <laughs> fuck me <laughs> two stadium shows massive stadium shows reviewed later yeah. and joining me as ever is my compadre and pop punk sorry uh it's only bloody gaz jones how you doing mate
1: mate we gotta stop meeting like this i know it's mad isn't it it is yeah it's here nut- we are again
0: the nutty lads that we are yeah
1: hello mate how you doing <laughs> I'm, I'm all right i'm uh yeah i had a much better day at work today so all good that's good. Yes,
0: that is good. I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you did. You had a bit of a stinky yesterday, by all accounts.
1: Dog shit, absolute dog shit. But hey, we got to talk about. We got to talk, talk about talk, talk for got, a good two and a half hours. We so, did get uh, to
0: talk, talk about talk, talk. Um, which is where you should go if you haven't heard our special on talk, talk, spirit of Eden. That has just dropped on our Patreon page, Patreon.com forward slash True Cult Pop. If you can help us out financially and you want to hear exclusive content, then that is where you should go because we've just done a classic album on. The Incredible Spirit of Eden by Talk Talk. I fucking loved doing that. I loved it.
1: It was fantastic, wasn't it? I've been so immersed in their uh, discography. You know, all five albums. That quantifies the discography, I think. Of course, it does. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, all 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 perfect. You know, nine, ten out of ten records. And yeah, it was it was great to finally just collectively open our mouths for well over two hours and and just kind of talk about one of the greatest albums ever but the third greatest album ever made
0: i think one day we'll find opinion. out what the first and second greatest albums ever made
1: we style, all bro. fucking know what the first one is <laughs>
0: all right yeah pure by three colors red isn't it
1: it's funny funny that because i got a text off set hey sam uh I got a message off Sam this morning going So what are the, what are your top two favourite albums then? Let me guess. Are they the two three colours red album? <laughs> and I was like I was like, nah, it's the first two Silver Suns and it was like yeah fair <laughs> Uh
0: yeah, I, I know what I definitely know what one of them is. Um but yeah we'll we'll keep that for another day. But yeah, I mean it's not the worst shout in the world to say. We've had a few mm. people saying this is literally the best album ever made in history. I think it's the yeah. first time I've had that many it's not been that too many, but, but like The general consensus, usually when you do one of these, is like, oh, I love that album. It's one of my favourite albums. But people rarely go, this is the best album ever made. And a few people have gone, this is the best album ever made when we've put the Spirit of Eden one up. So, you know, and we went crazy for it. And it is an unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable story behind all of it. Uh, You know, you don't really need to know the story to make the album sound brilliant. But if you do... Fuck me! It is. It is just so good. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was well good, wasn't it? Same. Absolutely fantastic. Real good. Real good times. A real good treat. Uh, if you oh. sign up as well, coming this Saturday, uh, an album which we probably won't go as ham on. We probably won't get as excited of about. But you know, Ben Howard's. I forget where we were. Is going to be our next your cult pop, as suggested by. One of our patrons. I can't remember your name off the top of my head. Sorry about that. Um, there are far too many of you. And um, that is <laughs> that is what we're doing. I know you, you know you know where that's from, don't you? Yeah. There's the yeah. Kimbo Theatre Company from the <laughs> League of Gentlemen. Yes, Olive <laughs> Limsolls. That's what it is. Uh, making his debut on the podcast. <laughs> uh, and also, um, just so you know, in two weeks' time, having done Talk talk it out like this week. We're going to be doing one of the beginners guides in the next couple of weeks. If you're yeah. like, do some metal, we're going to be giving you a beginners guide to Entombed mm. in the two weeks from, the world, like ten days from now, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. the day that it comes out. So get ready for chat about riffs.
1: Oh, I've been starting to demolish their uh, back catalogue today. I cleanse myself of of Talk Talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna park that for a little bit. And t- basically until we do Laughing Stock on classic albums <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um and yeah, starting to uh, d- demolish. Um the much lesser talked about naughty era of Entombed. Mm. Fuck me, there's some good stuff in there. I mean I'll send I'll send you a, c I'll send you a screen grab of um Uprising. Uprising. Fuck me, what an album. Inferno, yeah, fuck I me, like what morning, an album. morning Star. Yeah, Morning really Star, that's the, the one. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's fucking yeah. great. It's some absolutely yeah. killer songs. Uh, yeah. And that part of the discography, we, we we haven't actually decided whether you can include Entombed AD in this, but uh, we'll decide that later. I don't think it matters if you can or not. Really, I don't think, it really I think we should. I think we probably should. Um, also, guess what? Coming soon, coming this week, Sam is back. Um, he's going to be doing the Return of Bruno by Bruce Willis on True Crap Pop. Searching for the worst album ever made, and I tell you what, Amazing. I listened to that the other day. That's fucking oh. outrageous!
1: That's such, I, I bought that at the time. That you did, <laughs> yeah, I did. Mad fuck that you are. Got yeah. to got to number two in the charts with the te- fucking Temptations as his backing band. With um, that is... under the boardwalk, it says yeah. a lot about how says a lot about the charts in nineteen eighty the 6 oh, eight, whenever six. it was yeah, yeah. It, it was that and master yeah. of
0: puppets were the two main ones really yeah they you were, don't need anything else really anything else no. and and the
1: color of spring oh yeah that <laughs> those yeah those are the three <laughs> albums that sum up that's that's all you need yeah
0: all you need that and the queen yeah. is dead for a four yeah. and yeah you're laughing um yeah. well there you go so you know that's coming this week as well if you're going oh where's bloody true crap pop where's the you slagging stuff off it's coming don't worry chill out it's coming um anyway let's move on literally a worm that we've had in our head mm. this week one each we always pick one each uh, i'm gonna let you start gaz because you sent me this and it inspired a feature that i've that's just gone up as we start recording it's just gone up on uh, nice. on on loudersound.com it's literally Wonderful. just gone up
1: because checks i was like in, hey, checks no. in the post yeah i'm i'm the ideas man yeah, no? yeah, he's ideas the idea man. Man. yeah.
0: steve yeah. jobs of the operation <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> now nah, fuck that yeah that I'll means that means, that means you'll fucking lump me next time you see me because <laughs>
0: I've been having some laptop problems. Okay.
1: Yeah, there's problems remember. and then there's what happened last night. There's let's Gremlins. just let's just hey, let's I, just leave it there. After I hung up from you,
0: I lost my shit completely. My laptop You lost your me.
1: shit before you hung up on me. All right, but
0: I really <laughs> lost my shit. I like Ooh. really lost my shit. Like uh, I was threatening to set fire to my computer and stuff.
1: I is, you, is your is yours a semi-detached house or uh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Did your neighbours pop in and go, Are you okay, hun, this morning with the? they know what know. to
0: expect living next door to me, I think. Fair. You've yeah, fair. No, <laughs> they, have, they, have, yeah, <laughs> so, they did say to me once, like, we've we've soundproofed the house because <laughs> you're a loud person. And I was like, I, yeah. don't know, I suppose that is true. Uh anyway, yeah. you inspired something yeah. in me. Wonderful. Um Good times. About follow-up singles to mm. big one-hit wonder songs.
1: Yeah. And yeah, how essentially. sometimes
0: they're Really good.
1: They are. I kind of swept under the carpet. Unless you're a, a guy in his mid-40s. We're on our 40s here. And we all remember, um, let's follow up to the classic summer banger, My Own Worst Enemy, mm. which was... Anyone? Yeah, I, Beulah? I know. I know. Anyone? Yeah, he, he knows. He knows. It's know. uh, a track called Ziploc. Mm. Mm. Which, um, yeah. I... I I was DJing um at a live art event uh last Saturday. Um not quite the same as uh ESA and Blur. I don't know, but you know, what can you do? Mm. Um it was a paid gig. You
2: gotta do it, haven't you? Got yeah,
1: to you gotta do it, man. Gotta get this all about the peas. Um and it was pissing down with rain, but then the sun all of a sudden came out and and just at the time that I started playing Ziploc by Lit. I haven't heard that song in a while I fucking I still love that album A Place in the Sun it was an album that everyone had it's a great album man oh it's fucking it's wonderful possibly it, it is one of the best kind of pop punk albums I think no question um I mean by far the best lit album I did buy the follow up album and it was it was fucking terrible uh was mm. it called Atomic I think it was awful I don't um,
0: know I, I, did, I didn't I was, I was out by that point I think yeah yeah
1: fair um but you know that that Reading ninety nine performance that we've both spoken about in the past, man, I'll never forget well, it 'cause like the, you so know, good. They were fucking brilliant, right? And they were They're on first. They first? Yeah. yeah, they're on first, right? On the Sunday, wasn't it? It was the Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was the so yeah, Sunday at Reading. And obviously my worst enemy had been fucking just pushed to fuck that summer. That song was fucking everywhere, man. Back in the day when MTV still showed videos, that would be front and centre every day. Radio 1 at the time, everyone knew that. So you went to rock clubs during this, that summer, you'd hear that song, bah, 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 and the whole crowd would be like, yeah! You know. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen as big a crowd for an opening band at Reading as well. that field was fucking packed, and everyone lost their collective shit. When they finally played my worst enemy, must have been towards the end of the set. You don't blow that one early, fucking hell! They played
0: it second <laughs> from last, I believe.
1: Yeah, second to last. There you Which go. Is yeah, yeah. A bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember they opened with four. I remember that they the opening track of um, "A Place in the Sun." But it's, I don't know. There's just something so fucking joyous about about. I don't know. It was kind of like the last gasp of, of that kind of pop punk, I guess, before fucking Blink One Eighty Two just fucking ruined it all. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, do you know what I mean? Oh, it was did. it was it's the last gasp of, of that kind of. I mean, it wasn't really kind of skate punk, I guess. It wasn't fast enough to be skate punk, but it came from the. It was kind of cut from the same cloth as I mean, all those fucking. But you know, like Face to Face and stuff like this. You know, there were so many of them at the time. Um, but they, they look so fucking cool. Like you know the bowling shirts and the, the fucking quiff. You know fifties rock and roll greaser hair and the, the bowling shoes and and the slacks. So they just it, it just their image was so fucking awesome and whenever i hear the songs i instantly can see them in the you know the the temp, the, the bowling video for mm. my west Enemy is it's fucking iconic
0: yeah they had a bit of that kind of i guess kind of old school rockabilly rock and roll thing before yeah. that thing became cool again right this is yep. before the strokes yeah. and the hives yeah. and all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff and yet they yeah. were doing that um yeah, they were. but they were do- it was different was it? it was different yeah
1: yeah it was much more kind of yeah california sunshine mm. rather than heroin new york chic mm. It's that I is guess. true I mean the you song
0: know. you know Ziploc so obviously my, my Own Worst Enemy that charted in the UK uh, at number 60, top 20 right number 16 yeah. right so it goes at number 16 and then Ziploc is the next single from it and that charts at number 60 right yeah which is
1: very weird I think
0: and then well, mis- have miserable. you
1: got the re- sorry have you got the release date for, for Ziploc was that uh, after Reading
0: it was, um, hold on, give me two seconds. Uh, so yeah, September 28th,
1: 1999.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. So September, it's not summer anymore, really, is it?
1: No, no.
0: Bummer. And Miserable as well. You know, that mm. got to, I mean, that didn't even chart at all by lots of things. I mean, no. that was another thing. You know, looking at the track, listing, a lot of good songs. Like Ford's great, Down's great, Miserable's really good. Uh, yep. Ziploc is amazing. I think, you know, Perfect One and Quicksand and Happy, they're all They're all great. This is a fucking good album, man. It's yeah. a fucking good album and yeah mm. ziplock is is killer like that that riff mm-hmm. that that just kind of really jump that really kind of
1: bouncy like, it's, it's, it's that it's you could just see every it's that perfect pace just yeah. for you know bouncing up and down mm. it's so for you know it absolutely is that neon day glow kind of thing that a lot of bands did to vary degrees um in the late nineties, be that lit be that, you know, sugar ray, all that kind of stuff. Um always very kind of bright videos. Everything was just just, just seemed like Uber bright and like, yeah. you know, neon coloured and stuff like this. But yeah, it's, it, it's just the it's the, it's the bit of the chorus that tell me when Willy yeah. Zamadama W Show me yeah, really <laughs> it just it's 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 fucking great, and pretty pretty much as soon as that song finished, cause it's only like two and a half minutes long. It started raining again. It I did, liked, didn't it? Y- yeah. You know, you know, um, and yeah. yeah, it. But it's yeah, I I will defend that album to the hilt. That was that was pretty much the moment where I kind of checked out on like us. Because it was pretty much after that, it was What's My Age Again, all the small things, and like, we're we're done. You know, Green Day did Warning, and then we obviously know what happened after that. Um, and yeah, it it it's a perfect little snapshot of one of the best summers in my life. Mm. Uh, and Reading '99 was fucking brilliant. It was. Good. It was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: good. So there we uh, go, yeah. Apart from the Chili Peppers yeah. trying to ruin it at the end of the weekend, but fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ziploc by Lit is really good, as is. I've gone for another, this is another Reading Festival-based pick, you mm. know. Mm. Uh, theme from Sparta FC by The Fall, right? So it comes from the Real New Fall, a uh, Fall album from 2003. Um, weirdly, one of the Fall albums that I've been listening to a bit, because... Uh, mainly because of the inclusion of this song, to be honest, right? So yeah. I have finally been getting a handle on The Fool recently, which is not the easiest thing to do because they've got about no. 70,000 albums, right? They've got a lot yeah. of records. Yeah. Um, from my kind of listens here and there, I think This Nation's Staving Grace, I think is, I, I now believe to be the kind of classic, I think. I think that would yes. be the one that you consider a classic. Mm-hmm. I really like Perverted by Language from 1983. I think that's really good. I really like The Friends Experiment from 1988, which is their very, very synth synth-pop one. Mm. I think that's really yeah. good as well. Um, Middle Class Revolt in the, is the 90s one so far that I've kind of taken to the most. But I have always, and I've always found the default very daunting a band to get into. Very daunting. And I've always been like, where the fuck do you start? Where do you end? Where do you... Go to like what? What? What's the deal? And so this year, I've been sort of like slowly but surely, kind of chipping away at the fall. And I've always wanted to like him because I always thought Marky Smith seemed like like a, a cool dude, um and you know, a bit of me as, as a personality, like a grumpy bastard, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And um and it must have been, I reckon, it was two thousand and six. They played Reading. They played kind of mid afternoon. Mm on the BBC Radio 1 stage, and it was when the BBC had just started to put music highlights on the red button, right? Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, I can't go to Reading, gutted, but I'm going to try and watch as much of it as I possibly can on the Mm. television. So it was 2005, 2006. It was one of those years, right? And it was when that was going on. And I put the red button on, and you didn't have a choice. You had to just watch whatever they were showing. Yeah. And they were showing like one song highlights of a bunch of stuff that had been on the Radio 1 stage that day. And they showed The full playing this song, theme from Sparta FC. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is fucking brilliant. I was like, it's really kind of wiry, but punky. And he looked amazing. He had, you know, like the, the classic Marky Smith open shirt, you yeah. know, trouser kind of like slacks and, uh, yeah. you know, wide open shirt combo, like holding the mic and a pint mic in one hand, part yeah. in the other, curled his arm around the mic, just sort of like wobbling around while he was singing. And I was like, this song's fucking great, right? And then prior to sort of Spotify and all that, I was like, well, what what album is it on? I have no fucking idea what album it's on. I am no idea. And I'd go into the shop and you'd flick through the Falls back catalogue and you'd go, I, where is this? I can't, I don't know where it's from. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And then I just, obviously I just sort of forgot about it. And... Mm when in the last few years it's probably about five years ago that i was like oh, i might try listening to the fall i was like oh yeah the fall because there's that song that i really wanted to listen to and i'd been sort of searching for it and just like picking out albums here and there from the fall but being like oh i i maybe it was a b-side maybe it was something i, I don't know right and then i put on um i put on the real new fall and it came on And I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. There's that song. There's that first full song that I ever heard, basically. And um, I was just like, yeah, amazing. And since then, I've been like, yes. Fuck it. I was right. This song is a fucking banger. Mm. And
1: it is. It is. It is daunting getting into a band like that when their back catalogue is so fucking fast. It's like, getting, you know, yeah, trying to get into... I don't know like Miles Davis's back catalogue all guarded by voices and that's you know Mm. it's yeah it's pretty fucking daunting Uh, and obviously as each year goes by you get another fucking four albums so it becomes even more fucking daunting I know (laughs) Um, but yeah Marcus Smith always cool as fuck always I'd always watch him whenever he was getting interviewed I always remember him telling Joe Wiley to fuck off live on TV did he on, on, on Channel 4 yeah some awards show it's fucking great. Brilliant. Something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Even though, you know, she invented water and sliced bread and booked Nirvana. She doesn't tell anyone that, you know. You've got a bit of a in um,
0: your bonnet about Joe Wiley, have you guys? I've just
1: never, like, yeah, just I've never liked yeah.
0: I've never really gotten that much. Never you? liked
1: her. Mm. Never liked her. Never liked her at all. Yeah. No. Nah. Fair enough. No. Nah. I didn't for for a little bit. It would be you know she was oh, she was on the evening even session with Steve Lamac, and then it was just like, and all of a sudden it was like, oh no, I'm I'm on daytime radio one, and you know Jezzy's my best mate, and all this. It's just like I don't know. I just found her incredibly sycophantic, but yeah, there's something about her. Know, it just rubs me up the wrong way. I like, know I'm not alone. It's <laughs> true, true facts. Um, yeah, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I was. I never kind of cared
1: that much about Joe. I have to say. Anyway,
0: we get off topic a little bit. Yes, did, we Mark, are getting Mark, massively Mark, off, off topic. Smith. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Marky Markie Smith, Markie's Markie's cool. Smith. Yeah, it's, Smith
1: it's is cool. yeah Smith is cool. Legends, and I, I remember that Reading um, 2006 one you were talking about. Yeah, the red button. Oh, mad! That was that was a thing. It was, wasn't it? You now know
0: press, I mean? re- press the red button for something yeah, of no press value. The red bu- <laughs> That's exactly. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, always kind of. I've never gone massively on the floor. The only four album I've ever owned was that that wonderfully that wonderfully titled Greatest Hits. Was it? Was it fifty thousand four fans can't be wrong. Yeah. It was like like double CD. It's got everything you need on it. It's got totally wired on it, which is my favourite. Full song, all
0: That's song favorite. Full song. That's
1: probably their bit, their song they're most well known for, Yeah, yeah I'm, I, sp- I know it's like Picantine Spirit, but mm. you know, it is a good song. Um, it's a fucking great song. And you know, Mark, Mark Riley, aka Lars was one of the, the original members. I mean, God knows how many hundreds, t- hundreds, thousands of bass players and drummers they've gone through. Quite over, hard. you know, it was it was fucking outrageous. The uh The ex-member section on Wikipedia with the fall is quite funny because it's literally as long as my arm.
0: It is unbelievable, yeah. I've looked at it before and it is is fucking unbelievable. But look, that is from,
1: you know,
0: 20-odd years plus um, since they formed and, yeah, 24 years since the first album of theirs came out. You get this album coming out in 2003 and I think it's just an absolute, it's a great tune.
1: It's a great tune. It It is a great, great tune. Yeah, so there you That's go. It. Really good really good shout, man, because I've I have i have heard that song in ages. Yeah. Theme, a from, good shout.
0: theme from Spider FC by the fault is great. Right, the weekend I went to two gigs. I feel like normally I go, Do you want that one or do you want that one? I feel this week I should just do them in chronological order. I think so. Because first of all, um I think they kind of they both complement each other rather well. So on Friday last week. I went to the London Stadium, West Ham's ground, European Champions West Ham. And. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
1: still weird. It's weird, that. isn't it?
0: And I went to see the weekend. Now I've only been to London Stadium once before for what was, at that point, I thought the best stadium gig I'd ever been to, which was Guns and Roses. I now realise how low the bar must have been for me to think that, <laughs> because Guns and Roses were great. Don't get me wrong; they were really, really good. But when I think that the probably the only other stadium stadium shows I'd been to, not festival appearances, not outdoor gigs at High Park or Milton Keynes Bowl or whatever actual being in a stadium the only ones I think that I'd actually been to prior to that were probably Metallica Wembley Stadium Guns N' Roses uh, which is the one that I was speaking about ACDC I went to see and I think that might be it so it wasn't a very mm. big pool to pick from since then no, I've been to quite a few stadium shows Ramstein, no we're not meant to be very nice about them. Would probably at this point be the one where I'd go. Ramstein do the best stadium show. Ramstein are yeah. the are the are the band who do the best stadium mm-hmm. show. It is fucking it is fucking mental and impressive. I mean, you know, I loved Depeche Mode the other week at Twickenham. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. They've just announced a tour, by the way, which will be great. Um, that was really really good, and I thought Twickenham was actually a pretty cool place to watch a uh, a gig, but. I was completely and utterly unprepared for how amazing the weekend was going to be. Just totally, totally unprepared for what I saw. Um, I didn't have the most amazing seats, right? I was sat basically on the kind of back tier um, or, or the back of, from the stage, probably the furthest away kind of as the bowl goes around. But I wasn't too fussed about that because yeah. I was for Guns N' Roses and I still had a really amazing time watching that, right? So I still had put like, you know, you could see straight ahead and I could see everything and I was like, yeah, no, this is fine. Um, But whereas when I watched Guns N' Roses, a lot of people just sat down just kind of watching the show as soon as the sort of lights went down for the weekend. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> was up on their feet and was like, ah, like fucking going crazy, right? Now, I feel like the weekend is maybe... Um a deceptively yeah. massive pop star right because the weekend is huge <laughs> i'm sure i don't is that, need to tell is that a hot take? the majority the majority of you that right <laughs> i mean it's not a particularly hot take but just so you know um you're looking at a 106 million monthly listeners oh. on spotify yeah which is fair old whack right yeah that's quite a lot of people um Starboy has got two and a half billion plays on Spotify. Blinding Lights has got three billion six hundred million a six hundred and eighty-two million oh plus plays, right? The what weekend is, is huge. Yeah. massive. Fucking massive. Like yeah. Beyonce Taylor Swift, massive. Like one of the biggest artists on the planet. And yet, yeah, when I was saying to people, I'm gonna see the weekend, yeah. they're going, Oh, where's he playing the O two? No, 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 no. He's doing three yeah. stadiums that have all sold out yeah. within seconds. Right. He had to he did two, they sold out. He had to add another date at Wembley, which I'm actually going to next week. And I am so fucking excited to be going to that. Usually when you see something once, the second yeah. time you go, you get less excited. I, I I got the second tickets purely because like Merlin, my mate, who want who's been on the yeah. podcast obviously, really wanted to go, couldn't get tickets to the first one, and then bought two tickets to the second one, was like i got no one to go with. And I was like, oh yeah, go on, I'll see it again then, fine. And I'm now so fucking glad that I did. The show was incredible. Absolutely incredible. It was a bit like that Kendrick Lamar show set, but like kind of amplified from 20,000 people to (laughs) 100,000 people. It was massive. Like his set, was like a whole city backdrop but like actual buildings made from and the band his band his band are fucking just unbelievable the drummer was unbelievable you you you, you just when people talk about like the best drummers around pop session musicians they are i've said it before they're unquestionably got the you, best gotcha around like they're they're un. Yeah. Unbelievable musicianship for like, and just so tight. Sounded great. He had like forty odd people dressed in white with like their faces covered over, so you couldn't see anything. Like, mm. the, the, almost like ghosts come on the stage. He had this big long ramp that went from the stage. There was a middle stage where there was this huge kind of silver statue that went up to like the, the the height of the stadium. There was another ramp that went down, and then there was an inflatable planet. And also, like, right, you know, the other cool thing about the weekend is a load of a lot of young people were there. He played the entirety of "Wish You Were Here" the album by Pink wow. Floyd um, <laughs> bef- before he came on. That's, That's what they amazing. were playing over the, the PA, and I was like, yeah. "This guy ain't fucking around." Like, you know, he's a proper. He came out. He's wearing this like wow. MF Doom style mask, and he didn't take it off for like the first hour of the set, and he just blasted through these songs right and i think he stopped to talk to the audience wow. twice right now you don't go to a big quote-unquote pop show and expect to be bombard like you're going to see yeah. the fucking ramones right like he just went bang 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 so it's like dawn fm yeah. kind of brought it in so th- this is the set list right dawn fm take my breath, take my take my breath sacrifice swedish ha- house mafia remix how do I make you love me? Can't feel my face. Fourth Jesus. in, fourth in. Uh, Lost in the fire. Um, yeah. Hurricane Kanye West cover. The hills. Kiss land. Often. Yeah. Drake cover yeah. of crew. You know, crew life by Drake. Star. I mean, this is where shit got mad oh. for me. Starboy into House of Balloons. Like I fucking love House of Balloons. And when he played that title track from House of Balloons, I was just like, oh my mm. god, because that is a weird song. He's playing in a stadium. When you see people like that playing this shit in an arena, you go, that's weird, isn't it, that they've got that big. He's playing the title track from House of Balloons, which is this Mm. weird, you know, this is a happy house. Like, it's a really dark, unsettling, odd, weird song. And you're playing it to a fucking packed stadium (laughs) full of, like, teenagers who are screaming for you, right? And then House of Balloons, Heartless, um, Low Life, the future cover reminder party monster faith after hours out of time I feel it coming die for you is there someone else that was incredible I was never there wicked games call out my name the knowing hi for this the morning save your tears Lesson zero oh. blinding lights I mean when that came
1: in pandemonium right <laughs> it was just
0: like yeah. the loudest fucking scream I've heard in my life tears in the rain creeping popular in your eyes moth to a flame Wow. 36 songs. And he did him in about two and a half hours. So he was doing just like a kind of two minute, two and a half minute long snippets of the song and then just busting. And mate, it was relentless. You do not expect to go to a pop show or a a, you know kind of and and have this kind of relentless bombardment of the senses that he did. His voice is incredible, even a fucking dot on the stage, which is what he was to me. He's got so much charisma. It was like, I don't say this lightly, but it was (laughs) like watching Prince. Bold statement. Right? It was like, it is a big statement. I mean, you know, he, okay, he's maybe, no No, one's like Prince. No one's ever going to be like Prince. No one's ever been like Prince before. No one's ever going to be like Prince. But in terms of looking at someone and being like, this fucking guy has put all of this together. It's all his vision. He is not playing the game. He is not playing the, like, typical pop side game. He kind of, I think, is an artist. He's, you know, he does a lot of features and stuff, but he sort mm. of feels like he keeps himself to himself quite a lot at the weekend. I know recently he's been online a lot, and he's been kind of, he's been kind of, he's obviously been a bit narked by the reception to that really yeah. quite bad show that he's <laughs> yeah. on. But, and he's obviously a bit, he's obviously pretty narked about that, right? But, for someone as big as he is, you don't really see, you know, like I say, man, his fucking face was obscured for at least half of the set. Like, he's an he's, and it just makes you want to stare harder. It just makes you want to look harder. It was not, you know, there were pyro and there was explosions and stuff. Not, it wasn't weird. Like, Ramstein is weird. But it was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And, to, to kind of mix that just fucking very, very odd, very unwilling to kind of mm. put your, properly put yourself out there in the way that so many pop stars do, to mix that mm. with those songs that are so mm. amazing. Like, you know, I think I said it when we did, when, when we reviewed Dawn FM when it was Riot Act, and I kind of, I checked out of The weekend uh a little bit like you know when 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 beauty behind the madness came out it was so big yeah. and can't feel my face was so big mm. and my ex was so into it that i was like okay well I'll, I'll i'll listen to a little bit of this and then we um and so that's when i and i listened to house of balloons i was like okay i kind of I you know like it's not really it wasn't really the sort of thing that i wanted to listen to at the time but i remember hearing house of balloons and going like this guy's mm. fucking mad good like he's m- unbelievably talented and then, you know, Starboy and After Hours, even After Hours being as mad, massive as it was, kind of passed me by a little bit. And it wasn't until Dawn FM came out and I was like, oh, we should do that and we should review it. And then I went back to the stuff and I was like, oh, fuck, i have not even really bothered with these really, really gargantuan, huge pop singles. But for him to be able to do that and for it to be really kind of artistically satisfying and creative and him to still, you know, like he played five songs in House of Balloons. Like and that is you're yeah. in a stadium. Mate, it was and, and it sounded fucking incredible. Like honestly, I am now more yeah. excited to be seeing it again in a month's time than I was to be seeing it in the first place.
1: Where where are you seeing it Wem, next Wembley time? Stadium. Wem, Wembley
0: Stadium. Mm. Wembley. I I cannot it's fucking mad, wait. Though. I cannot wait. It is Yeah, it's gonna be it good it is without kind of um you know making you think it's similar at all it is joint with ramstein as the best stadium show that i've seen like the ramstein show i know again not meant to be nice to ramstein at the moment i do understand that but like undeniably the shows that i saw at that point were fucking spectacular they just were they were incredibly memorable this was completely different and didn't have as much kind of bells and whistles as ramstein even though they were playing to four times you know the don't, it was four times as many people there. Yeah. It was staggering. The next day, I went to see Blur the next day, who I love, <laughs> and I couldn't wait to go and see Blur. And it wasn't until I actually got into Wembley Stadium that I was like, that I stopped thinking about the weekend. <laughs> like, it was that good. That's it was so fucking bananas incredible. Absolutely amazing. bananas. I was like, it, it, blew, it completely blew my mind completely blew my mind phenomenal absolutely phenomenal I will be saying this again in a few in like a month so uh, yeah. you can either skip ahead now or you can I'll give you a <laughs> heads up to skip ahead when I do it because I can't imagine I will feel any differently about it um, next I want to see blur like i said i wasn't mm. that excited because i was just like well this is just gonna be a bunch of old blokes playing that felt like the most cutting-edge current kind yeah. of zeitgeisty yeah. exciting vibrant thing in the world currently happening on the planet like here is the biggest artist in the world the most creative you know all that stuff yeah creating this incredible show for these young people and then you know here's a load of like people in their 50s sort of hold beer bellies yeah, and friend yeah, Perry's. Going, part <laughs> um, first of all i missed uh i missed a leaf of mods which i was a bit gutted about um because I do like that new album, um, I did see Self-Esteem. And Self-Esteem, I nice. I thought maybe would struggle with Blur's crowd a bit. Because, you know, when you've got Paul Weller the next day mm. and, and the selector... That,
1: that made a lot more sense. It made
0: a lot more sense. And you think, like, are these yeah. people uh, who maybe are going, oh, Paul Weller tomorrow, and, you know, like Britpop years and blah, 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 are they going to be interested in kind of feminist m- messaging and in female empowerment via the medium of kind of modern synth pop I wasn't really sure self-esteem was fucking incredible she was brilliant I bet it's a be- she is great it's, it's I mean again you know no hyperbole but it's the best stadium support slot I've ever seen wow. really good I've not seen many uh, mm. but put it this way it was better than um... Motley Crue it was better than Motley Crue <laughs> no,
1: no no no, no. Motley Crue headline yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take that back. <laughs> uh,
0: it was it was better than you know, Mastodon at Wembley when they played Metallica. Like you know, I was really excited mm. to see that. She just did a again the show's really unique. And she had a sign up behind her like the, this sign that kept flicking on saying,
1: um, don't fuck up the Blur show. Don't fuck up the Blur show. Don't fuck up the Blur <laughs> show. Don't fuck up I've it. seen oh, yeah, I've seen pictures of that going rounds on social media. Yeah. And she was just That's really brilliant. good. She
0: just pulled no fucking punches. I thought it was very, very impressive. Um, I think nice. her show's really cool. Like, I wasn't mad keen on the album. I wasn't, like, blown away by the album. You're a bit... Of, are you a fa- you're a fan of the album, are you? Yeah,
1: I am. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought
0: it was all right. I, I, I wasn't, like, as into it as a lot of people were. But I thought live, mm. she's got a fucking great voice, a lot of charisma, a lot of bravery yeah. to do that kind of spoken words bit at the end. Mm-hmm and it was just great it was really good i thought it was really good she sounded great as well like the, well, and the, the whole band just sounded really great nice. it was very good nice mm. so um blur came on and again after watching the weekend blur came on uh and played st charles square a new song mm. and the sound wasn't incredible and I was like, "Oh, Alex!" Like, they didn't show much of Alex James on, the, uh, James on the screen. He's got a bit of a. They've been eating a lot of cheese. The cheese one from yeah, been yeah. The cheese. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, uh, that's
1: what happens. He's, he's, yeah, he gave up cocaine and discovered dairy. Yeah.
0: And uh, and you it know? shows. I mean, no slight on the guy. Still looks, you know, probably looks better than I do. But um, but I was like, it doesn't seem to be showing Alex much. And they show him. You go, oh, he's got a bit of a, a bit of overhang there, Alex. But that's fine. But at yeah. first I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be essentially what it is and what it was, which was like, you know, an old band, um, kind of not quite at the level that they once were, but with a really, really amazing back catalogue. Um, yeah. There's No Other Way and Pop Scene with the next two songs. Both great Wonderful. songs. Both great songs. I mean, I, you know, There's No Other Way. It's just so fucking brilliant. But again, Sound Where I Was, it wasn't quite there yet. And then Damon jumped into the crowd during Tracy Jacks, which was the next song. And that's when it started to kick off. Tracy Jacks, yeah. Beetlebum, Trim Trab, mate. Wow. Trim Trab. Yeah. Villa Rosie. you talking. Oh, stereotypes.
1: Oh, fuck me, mate. mate.
0: And this is one out of time.
1: Oh, I, I adore that song.
0: Yeah. And I, I thought, like, oh. oh, is Graham gonna play any of the Think Tank stuff? I don't know if he will, and yeah. you know, who fucking knows, yeah. right? Um. Under the Westway... Oh, sorry, no. Out of time, into coffee and TV, which was big. Into yeah. Under the Westway. First time live since
1: 2014. Wow, yeah, that's decent shit. And
0: then End of the Century, Country oh, House. <laughs> and this is where shit gets mad, right? End of the Century... Was where i was like it had gone from being like oh this is a really good kind of how i felt about pulp like oh i'm really glad to see these songs i think pulp were a victim of playing at finsbury park which was shit. like you yeah know, it, it was yeah. it was a shame uh but i was like yeah this is really good but you know obviously i saw the weekend last night and you know i love these songs they're really good and we got to end of the century yeah. with preceded by applause of freddie mercury and i have to say right Dave Fenton's listening. I know he is from Pop Collaborating Listen. I know he hates Damon Albarn. I don't know what your <laughs> beef with Damon is, right? Because he is a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man, both physically, he still looks really, really good. And he was so charming. And he was so appreciative yeah. for everybody being there. And like, you know, like a few people have heard of saying, like, blur two nights at Wembley. That seems like quite a lot. And they, you know, they've never played Wembley Stadium before. They've yeah, never been no. that big. And it is mad to be like, oh, you're suddenly this big. Like, it is kind of mad. But obviously... Yeah, you it know, is. I'm sure they could have. I'm sure you know, in the aftermath of Park Life back in the '90s, I'm sure if they'd have had a go, I'm sure they could have pulled it off, right?
1: Well, I remember, I remember them doing Mile End Stadium mm-hmm. in early night, in well, early summer '95, a couple of months before Country House yeah. came out because they played it last the still...
0: first time there, didn't they? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, and they, it, the reaction because I don't think that was going to be the initial lead single, really off. The Greatest Escape, no, but the reaction to it was so ridiculous. Mm. There, I no that's gonna be the first single. Yeah, um, and I think that might be the only time they've ever done like a a unquote and quite stadium in this country. Yeah, I think so. But and it's like, I.
0: But Glastonbury like, man, and Big Out, you know, they've done multiple high parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not I mean, on the right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know what's happened since Magic Whip came out. <laughs> I think people the, just like Brit All of a sudden,
0: just like the nineties,
1: aren't the, they? You, yeah, everyone's basically finally coming around to my way of thinking, which I'm fine with. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, you know, Blur, fucking two nights at Wembley Stadium, both. I think both sold out. They were selling
0: I think it wasn't sold out for the second night, but then they started oh, okay. selling tickets for like nine quid the day before and people started right. snapping them up. So I think we got a much yeah. bigger crowd than it would have been. But but, yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. I mean, look, you know, there were people I, I'd seen a few people on like the, the download forum going, Motley Crew get more big Motley Crew are bigger than Blur and it's like, well not over here, no, they're not. not over here, they're not and Blur sold out No, Blur's totally packed. Wembley Stadium in they sold out in 10 minutes the first one and hence why the second one got added.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I've I've seen I've seen like a few videos floating around and stuff and I, it's the most beautiful thing for me, right, about Blur getting back together initially when they did in 20... 2009. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Was just that that like um, what was the film called about the reunion it's called, it's
0: No Distance ben. No no Distance Left to Run yeah it was
1: yeah yeah yeah. wonderful documentary brilliant and for me the the kind of the greatest thing about the reformer the, the best thing about that film is just just seeing Graham and Damon's relationship and some of the videos that I saw from I don't know if it was Saturday or the Sunday it's just you can just see them just you know two like lifelong friends all they need to do is give each other a little look and then they exactly know what the other one's thinking and stuff like that you could just see their relationship it's just like it's so it's such a beautiful lovely thing to see Mm. it's it's, it's just something so kind of pure yes i'm sure there was a fuckload of money involved and blah 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 but i do generally think that they want to be there Mm. you know they're making new music because they want to make new music i have to
0: say they don't have i wasn't
1: to. that keen on the fir- on the two songs i'd heard <gasps> when i first heard them oh the first the first song made me cry the first time i really? heard it uh, yeah I didn't like um,
0: it didn't
1: quite get what the uh, the, name the F- narcissist i can't really believe yeah then ours oh, it's oh, it's. i mean wonderful. it sounded absolutely oh, mate, wonderful. I
0: mean, you know I'll, I'll get to where it was in the set in a minute but it was right near the end yeah. um yeah. but when we go from end of century country house park life with Phil daniels T- to <laughs> the End oily, wor- wow. oily Water Advert
1: Oh Oily yeah. Water
0: Advert <gasps> Song 2 I-, I can take or leave Song 2 at this point To be honest Oh but Yeah
1: I always, thought, I always thought It was shit live I always think The studio version Is so good mm. Before I got sick To death of yeah, it, I don't
0: ever need To hear Song 2 But you know Hearing here, here no, really it live no. I was like Oh bloody hell um, Ended the first set With This Is A Low Which is oh, The best song God. On part of life I'm afraid And oh nah. Um, nah i'm not i'm not what that. is then trouble in the message center that's a great song that would be up there yeah they would they, they'd been playing that and they dropped out of the set i was pretty annoyed because i would like it. so trouble in the message wow. center no distance left to run uh it didn't play she's so high It didn't play char- oh. you know uh, charming man um there's yeah. a, there's a lot obviously from the kind of big singles and stuff that they didn't play which is yeah. a bit of a bummer but you know yeah. they've got you know still play 25 songs what can you do um Encore, Lot 105,
1: first time since 1994. But check, this, check this
0: out for a closing yeah. like five, right? Girls and Boys for Tomorrow, Tender with the <sighs> London Community Gospel Choir, which was fucking... At one point when wow. they came in for their car on, Damon went, fucking yeah. hell! Because it was so <laughs> powerful. And at that point yeah. I was like, okay, this is more than just like this A is gig. nostalgia. Like you say, this is nostalgia. And the thing is, like, yeah, it it, is if you turned around to me and said, like, which of these two gigs you saw at the weekend was better, the weekend or Blur? Well, the weekend was better. The weekend was unquestionably, yeah. I would say, I would go as far to say, far better than Blur. Far, far yeah. better. But if you said to me, you have to. Erase the back catalogue of one of these artists. I'm sorry, the weekend's going in that case. Yeah, but
1: but that's second thought.
0: And so for me to hear these songs live, because, you know, like I I missed them in 2012 when they played High Park, I missed them in 2009 when they played High Park. My mate actually annoyingly had a ticket for me. Um, when they played Hyde Park in 2012 during the Olympics, I think it was. And I'd either gone to download or was going to download. And that was the one where they had the specials who I fucking never got to see and New Order supporting as well, which I would imagine would be amazing. But when you get to like Tender, the Narcissist, which I think in between Tender and the closing the Universal, there was a bit, there was a bit during the Universal where, because I was like, I think the Universal, I don't know if it's the best Blur song. I think they think it's the best song it's getting to the point where i think it 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 probably is the best blur song i think it actually is the best yeah. blur song like if you're looking at yeah. what is their great achievement i think the universal yeah. is probably songwriting wise their great achievement yeah. and when it went yeah. when it goes to you know are we really and that bit two mirables yeah. lit up above wembley and illuminated oh, the whole wow. thing and mate i tell you what i just fucking lost it I just actually started like snot bubble crying because I was like, fucking hell man. Like part of life probably would have been the first quote unquote alternative album, the first guitar Mm -hmm. album from a band from sort of my generation that I got into. Right. They were probably the first band that I really cared about. It was probably, you know, it felt like forever back in those days, but it was probably yeah. actually a very quick dalliance and I soon discovered, you know, fucking the F- Nirvana and Regents mm-hmm. Machine and and then going on to all the stuff that I went on to after that. So it's kind of a, a, a pretty quick dalliance. But mm. I always loved Blur and I bought The Great Escape and I you know, I bought The Self-Titled and I bought 13 and I bought Think Tank. I made sure I always sort of carried on with them. I only saw, the last time I saw them live, I only saw half of their set because I went to watch Three Colours Red do their final ever show you made the right choice yeah you made the right <laughs> choice and you go like fuck me that's 23 years ago four years, years ago. ago sorry and
1: yeah ready 99 yeah. again <laughs> and you
0: know i walked out and and my girlfriend said it was with me she was like oh you really like that didn't you and i was like yeah and she's like oh you should have got a video of that last song and i was like i didn't want one i took a few videos i took a few photos and stuff and i you yeah. know, i had I've started doing that again. I stopped doing it for a little bit and I've sort of started doing it again for I don't know why. But um, I was like, some things are better remembered in your mind's eye. And I think that version yeah. of the Universal, it absolutely yeah. transported me back to that room upstairs from where we're sitting now, my old bedroom, playing fucking darts yeah. and Pro Evolution soccer on the <laughs> Super Nintendo with my mates. And yeah. you think like, fucking hell, man, you could have been born anyone, anywhere, anything, at any point in time. But I have been born at this point and I've met these yeah. people and I'm here seeing this thing, which really means that much. And it it ended up being, like, just a really fucking beautiful experience. Just a really, like, I don't give a shit that it's the past and it's nostalgia. I actually don't give a shit because, you know, I, over that weekend, I saw something which was really, really nostalgic and really fucking sort of poignant and meaningful to me and really reminded me of something you know mm. um, that I that I loved and you know a time period in my life which is really fucking special to me and I saw the most incredible kind of modern cutting edge stadium pop show on the planet so I think it's alright to indulge in a little bit of nostalgia now and again and when the songs mean that <laughs> much to you and they're that good yeah. it's all mm-hmm. good so in actual fact as much as The weekend was definitely the best gig that I went to over the course of that two-day period Um, I couldn't have picked a winner they were just so different they were just so different but you know like I keep trying to say with this podcast variety is absolutely the spice of life and they complemented each other so beautifully I wouldn't have had it any other way it felt like the perfect weekend of music it was great
1: Here's a question for you then. Obviously, with you know, pulp doing massive shows, I um, blur, you know, pretty much selling out two nights at fucking Wembley Stadium. Still mad when I say that to myself.
0: You can ask me if the long pigs should get back together, aren't you?
1: what's well, going to happen in it <laughs> long pigs how about that for a night out on a fucking rainy my Tuesday story you know of the alley long, cat long yeah. pigs and divine yeah, comedy yeah uh, echo belly long pigs and northern uproar <laughs> yes take my fucking money where where can this kind of pop nostalgia well the only place left for it to go really is you know Oasis doing in fucking two weeks at Ledworth or something, you know. I think if Oasis, it can't get it can't get any bigger than this now. Mm. W- without that, N- no one else could take it up to another level. You know, I think Oasis are the only ones, aren't they?
0: I mean, Blur were all yeah, the, that's the truth. Yeah, you know, Blur, Pulp, and Oasis are the big
1: three. Yeah, they are. You know, you had Supergrass, of Reformed, the Dialy Pally, and stuff like Suede that. Have you, been, know, you know, yes, yeah, yeah, Suede are doing sort of. Yeah, you know, decent business. They're doing decent-sized rooms. Obviously, popped did Finsbury Park, below and i two too nice at Wembley. Um, like, the Verve reforming, the, maybe? The Verve would be... Reforming for the millionth fucking time. I, I
0: think that's the thing with the Verve, isn't it? Because obviously, we're yeah. two Blur reunions down now, and I think that there was enough time passed between their yeah. 2009 reunion and their 2023 reunion, for it to feel like it was a bigger deal, and I suppose actually the Verve
1: haven't—it's been a while, so maybe it has been a while. I mean, there were, when was that album? That was about 2007. Because yeah, they was it called "Four," it's it it terrible. Yeah, album. they played Glastonbury really in 2008, bad. I believe. Yeah, so yeah, it would have been 2007, 2008. So you know, that would be a big—that would be a big fucking deal. You know, it wouldn't be that would be another kind of Finsbury Park level. I think it wouldn't be anything bigger than that. I don't think for the Verve. No, probably or they, not. Or the, or, you know. I mean, I
0: think they could. I think the Verve could probably do Hyde Park. I think they are. Mm, that, I, no, I, don't, no, I don't you know. Sure, I, I, mate. Urban Hymns oh. is like the twenty-fifth best-selling album in the history of the UK. Yeah, true. And they are true. a band. I mean, a lo- there are a lot of people who are very, very casual who might go. I only know Disco 2000 and common people. We've had this discussion before. But I think if the yeah, Verve reformed, yeah. well, those same people would probably go. And you know, Bittersweet Symphony and the drugs don't work, and they don't. A know Lucky man, you know, lucky that's it, man. You know. They wouldn't know. You know,
1: they wouldn't know uh, this is music or, or a new decade or yeah, um, any of the early stuff. Yeah, Slide and, Away and stuff like that. Yeah, No. Yeah. So I don't. It's interesting. It's interesting. T- to see where it goes from here, basically. Obviously, we've got a new Blur album in a couple of weeks. Can't fucking wait for that. Um, it'd be interesting to see where it goes, like next summer. Yeah, I mean, I think where can it where where can it go? I, I don't. Part of me think this is like the full stop now to the Britpop kind of revival slash nostalgia. I don't. Trip. I don't
0: think that Oasis uh, rumor is ever gonna go away. Not even well, rumor or like the not. kind of desire for it. It's not going to go away. No. And if Oasis came back,
1: no. yeah, I mean, <sighs> Jesus. But to be honest, if like if, if I want to hear Oasis songs, just go. And, like Noel says, if you want to hear Oasis songs, just go and watch Liam live. He's got a great session band behind him of faceless players who play the songs exactly as they were, and Liam's voice is better than it has been in well, years
0: but the thing is is people want to so, see Liam and Noel on no. stage together nothing's yeah, ever going to quench it's bu- not even the songs bu- right because nothing is going to quench it's not. nothing know, is going to quench that thirst nothing is going to scratch that itch until they see those two doing acquiesce
1: together on stage there's something a bit fucking perverse about that though I think it's like people paying money to watch a car crash
0: uh, yeah but does it I mean it shouldn't have to be at their age it shouldn't have to be a car crash <sighs> I mean, well, Noel I think, doesn't obviously think... doesn't want to do it. And ergo, I, no. like at the moment, I would be like, yeah, it probably ain't going to happen. Because if you get one important no. person, like Slayer aren't coming back because Tom Araya, you, Kerry King and Gary Holt can say, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. Paul Bostaff yeah. would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Like they can do it. Yeah. Tom is not going to do it. He doesn't want to do it he's not going to do it there's nothing you can say to him that will make him do it there's no amount of money you can no. put under him at the moment i don't think that will make him do it no. and Noel gallagher i think is in in, a, in the same situation he does not want he's not going to do it you think fucking bonehead no. and Gwigsy and fucking alan white and all that lot wouldn't be fucking chomping at the bit or you know jem archer and like of course they want to do it as well of course they fucking do yeah, like yeah of course they you do. know it's there's one man stopping it from happening and it's Noel Gallagher and he is a yeah. stubborn cunt as well he's probably a much <laughs> more stubborn fucker than Tom Araya right and so I, I yeah. genuinely am getting to the point where I'm like yeah I don't think it is going to happen but then we all said that about Guns N' Roses didn't we
1: we always, we said it about Stone Roses as well we did yeah uh, I mean I I know it's, it's, it's probably a bit morbid saying it but like the, the next time that Noel and Liam will be in the same room is when their mum Peggy passes away that will be the next time they'll be in a room together and that and that's when you know it it will go into fucking overdrive because there will be fucking paparazzi pictures of the pair of them in the same room for the first time since whenever it was they broke up backstage in France mm. 2008, 2008 or something 2009 yeah. um you know but <sighs>
0: Well, anyway, yeah. anyway, we don't know. But in terms of like the fucking, I don't know, I think the Sleeper need to get back together ASAP and make some fucking money. So Capitalise on this they, now. You might be able to do it. The they did
1: about seven years ago, Mark. I saw their comeback fucking gig. <laughs> it was amazing. They were fucking unbelievable. Uh, anyway. I cried I cried when they played in, in her. but there yeah. you go. All right. That'll blur
0: a <laughs> great. Uh, blur were great. Yeah. Um, I was going to go into, I do say it really quickly, in terms of stuff that's happened this week, um... People pulling out and getting added in to festivals. Aussies pulled out of the power trip festivals, been replaced by Judas Priest. Yeah. Um left a pretty heartbreaking fucking message to say that his body just cannot do it. I mean, I thought it was weird when he was added to that in the first place. I yep. can't we won't yeah, it. I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. I think it's um I guess the mind is willing. Um but Aussie deserves a retirement, you know? He really fucking does. He's in his he's in his late 70s now Like he's been through so much and no one can begrudge him that and no one wants to feel sad. I think like Tom Dare was when he came on was like, no one wants to go to an Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath show
1: and feel sad. No. No. It was like the last time I saw Motorhead. Mm. It was the only time I, I walked away going, oh. Yeah. You know, it was the only time they got massive, It's the only time they got upstaged by the support band. Mm. Granted, the support band was Anthrax but I, I shouldn't do it. Yeah, um, um, yeah. But yeah, or it was... for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just I—I I don't know. I, I, I've just got a horrible feeling that he's once he realizes that he can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's a fear, isn't it? is not it? Do you know what I mean? It's the fear of like having nothing to live for. Mm.
0: Oh God. You know.
1: Anyway, sad man. Nineteen
0: seventy-five replaced Radiant's Machine. Bad thing at reading 1975 <laughs> allegedly replaced lewis capaldi good thing mm. right
1: mm. i would say i would say so, so. 1975. G- genius booking, super matt healy's super sub
0: he is isn't he i mean he's played it
1: th- <laughs> he three times
0: they played reading three out of the last four times
1: yeah he's like the uh ollie gunner Solskjaer <laughs> yeah, he is of uh of reading. So like
0: <laughs> the, the, the deaf leopard of reading uh yeah, just I'll do it. Playing like <laughs> all the bloody time. I mean, look, you yeah, know, I think we'll a few people have moaned about it. Uh people have moaned because they played it a lot. They're playing their first album in full, tenth anniversary of the first album. Uh it's a decent I Is that the one that's got chocolate Yeah, on it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, chocolate's a banger. And man, it's
0: a banger like there's some there's some I, I've really come around to the nineteen seventy five now, as as Same. as you know, you have as well.
1: Um yeah I blame I blame you for that singly blame mate, I'll you I'll take
0: the blame I will take the fucking blame right. um, I fucking adore that last yeah, album Yeah I mean chocolate oh money sex, uh, sex yeah, robbers sex girls you know there's some fucking there's some there's some killer shit yeah. on that album really really good yeah. and uh it's although it is it still doesn't remain my favourite so it's not what I I saw that and I was like brilliant because I would have liked to see him at Finsbury Park but fuck Finsbury Park the other week and I was like brilliant another mm. chance to see that excellent greatest hit set and that's not what it's going to be which is a bit of a bummer no. um but I don't know if I'm going to go to Reading actually now uh, I'm I'm not actually sure what's going on but anyway yeah they're doing that so that's either good Healy Watch I'm sure he'll say something wacky <laughs> won't he the nutter yeah
1: the cad Absolute he is. I like
0: seeing people uh eat live babies and everyone will go like ah god ah. <laughs> fucking dickhead anyway that's happened right let's shoot through a few reviews because it's been mm. um i haven't got anything new this week unfortunately we're just doing some old stuff because uh we didn't really know what to do really this week we've got something very cool coming up next week but mm. we've got a few things that we'd like to cover uh that are fairly recent um this came out last week angels and queens by gabrielles now we covered sam and i covered part one of this record last year so this is mm. part two although it's actually sort of not really part two it's basically the full thing because there is uh essentially um the songs from part one are here it's just a changed running order. yeah yada, yada. But yeah. it's basically the yeah. debut full length. This is the full length album from the Compton Soul Trio. Um, that Angels and Queens Part 1 unquestionably would have been in my top 20 albums of last year had I not have known that Part 2 was coming to make it a complete full length. Right, yeah. that's how I have about it. So I have been Fair. dead excited for this, mate. Uh, and I should have been too. Um, because... This is the thing that I desperately wanted this album to be, and what I assumed this album was going to be. Classic soul with some stirring, swooping strings, some incredibly deep, rumbling, heartfelt, rhythmic sections, and the the icing on top of the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cherry on top of the cake. <laughs> Jacob Lusk's absolutely gorgeous voice giving this so much heart and emotion. That's basically what I think of the album. We'll get into kind of the nitty gritty in a minute. Gabrielle's Gaz, were you even aware of this band before I
1: said this? Over? No, it kind of completely passed me by. Um, much to my absolute shame, I believe they played. Was it last year they played Glastonbury? They did. And they support, I saw a little bit
0: of them supporting Elton John before this came out.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was one of the one of the sets. I just yeah just completely missed for whatever reason and you, you sent me through um, a link to this album um, towards the end of last week it might have been last Friday
0: yeah it was that came out yeah
1: and you were like yeah 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 and you were like we're reviewing this next week and I, I stuck it straight on and literally within five seconds I had to stop the van <laughs> I was just like oh my oh my god this you know hot buttered re- retro soul with strings and you know Marvin Gaye meets Curtis Mayfield's early 70s kind of seductive imploring you know I'm black and I'm proud just it's absolute fucking kick ass and yeah Jacob Lusk's voice I mean you know orchestral backed R&B proper R&B you know um yeah, it's it it it's absolutely incredible. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I've gone through obviously all all the albums that we're gonna be reviewing this week, but it would always get to about halfway through something as good as some of the other things are that we're listening to, see so something that's really fucking strong. But I would always end up oh, I just want to listen to Gabrielle's again. Mm-hmm. I start again, and especially uh, um, "Love and Hate" in a different time. That's the song on here for me. Just pure disco euphoria. It just the only thing that's missing on it is fucking Sylvester going. You
0: make me feel. It really does
1: have a bit of Sylvester on it. and I think you know, like if you
0: listen to "Angels and Queens" Part
1: One, and if or if you remember
0: me and Sam's review of it, and we did say like, you know, this is quite kind of, you know. It, like, very obviously very very soulful as all of their material is but kind of quite slow and quite like dense and dark and quite kind of you know um it's not a, it's not an, an an illuminous sound if you like um beautiful but kind of fragile and dark in points and then yeah. on this record like i say it's got all the stuff that i wanted to get like this as soon as the second uh, the first song offering comes in it's like this is such yeah. a beautiful kind of Oral feast for your ears it sounds it sounds amazing and then the blind which is one of the songs from the the first part um which has jumped from the the end to like the second song in here and you've already got this amazing sense of dynamics from this incredibly beautiful poignant song and then you get the title track which is kind of like this sort of funk rock thing and you go we've got three tracks in we've got three different flavors of of what gabrielle's do and all of them are absolutely brilliant um, and that's maybe the most dexterous I'd heard Jacob Lusk at all at this point in his voice from kind of where he goes, and he, he, you know, and it is merely a kind of an aperitif to where he does go. Um, <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. taboo, which was one of the best songs of 2022. It's now one of the best yeah. songs of 2023.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like absolutely incredible. You
0: know, there's a bit of a bit of a Billie Holiday vibe, I think, to professional. You know, when he's, he does yeah, like, you know, that those strings sound fucking incredible. And his, his voice, yeah, considering, you know, when you think of like where he goes, taboo, that high register that he's got. <laughs> yeah, When he gets really deep down, like really kind of whispery mm. deep down, he sounds fucking incredible. The, the dude's voice is m- mental, how good his voice is. His performance on, I mean, this album is fucking fantastic. And it feels a bit harsh to pick one singular element out of it. Yeah, it does. But I think when you consider how fucking musically breathtaking this record is, for Jacob Lust to still be Man of the Match,
1: it's yeah. fucking so impressive. But he is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's... um. It's almost like every song is like its own individual kitchen sink drama. There's so much kind of drama and just seductiveness. It's sexy. It's dark. It's a little bit dangerous at times. But it's kind of something we we've alluded to when we were chatting about, like Talk Talk. It's so, I think it's an album that needs to be listened to in its entirety. It, it You know, yes, I named what you know my favorite track is but would that track work just on its own in a fucking playlist probably not as well but the way it works in regards to i think the superb like track listing that they've done for this album the way it kind of ebbs and flows it's 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 wonderfully kind of curated i think um i immediately kind of ordered it on on vinyl yeah, I, I, want I was like, like vinyl. I, I, I've got to have this and yeah it's still not here yet Amazon <laughs> yeah <laughs> wanker but uh, uh, well let's say that it's fucking Prime Day innit? it so you know everyone's ordering their Optimus Primes they certainly are, no, they no, certainly no. are. Um, but yeah this is uh, definitely within a, sh- a good shout for a certain end of your list, yeah. For me, this is, this is a proper bit of me. This is like a lost, kind of yeah, Curtis Mayfield classic that I've never heard mm. from the mid seventies, and it's 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 an absolutely gorgeous thing to listen to. I need to listen to it on, on headphones. I've yet to listen to it on headphones, and I can only imagine it's, if anything, probably even better.
0: Yeah, man, it is. Really, really great. I mean they're actually playing the Union Chapel in London on the twenty fifth oh, wow. August, which is the Friday of Reading. So I don't know. That's why I'm like, Am I gonna go to Reading or should I go to that? If you don't, they're playing the Jungle Day at all Points East Festival on the twenty sixth, uh, where it's Jungle, Erica Padu, um oh, wow. Ray, yeah. Gabriels, um who else is playing? Blessed Madonna, um Little nice. Silver, Pretty Girl um dylan sinclair solomon there's there's quite a few nice. quite cool artists erica badu and gabriel's, oh. and gabriels is wow. is a very very tempting if i don't go to reading that is a fucking tempting tempting mm. day out i would say um just mm. for those two really but yeah man like um this, two of the songs from part one kind of go back to back at one point. Remember Me has a bit of uh, Philadelphia Freedom to it. And uh, If Only You yeah, Knew is yeah. like this really, you know, slight and smooth. and But they sound different in the context of this album, weirdly. And a lot of yeah, stuff does yeah. because, you know, I think like Great Wind, which is the second to last track, is a song that I hadn't heard before because it's not on part one. And it is fucking yeah. killer. As soon as it starts to yeah, build, yes. that build is incredible. And then it just stops and then boom. And then you get into this like gospel, soul, freak out thing. This kind of building, mm. like glorious, and eulogy. And you think like, oh, this, is, this would be the great way to end this album. Yeah. But <laughs> I am still so glad they chose to close this album out with Mama, which I think yeah. is just exquisite. Absolutely yeah. exquisite. Um, they've obviously made uh, a very concerted effort to make sure that they've mixed up the songs from part one and not put them in the order they had before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Completely. And
0: I, I did think to myself, like, I wonder if they'll stick "Mama" somewhere else on the album because I think it will feel weird. And I'm glad, and I'm so glad that they haven't because I can't see how anything. I can't see how it could go anywhere else. You know, that kind of mama, it's going to be all right, refrain at the end of those deep horns yeah. sort of just f- sort of fizzle the record out yeah. it is, is beautiful, it's perfect. It couldn't be more perfect. So I think they were right to do that. This is undoubtedly going to be in my top 20 albums of the year. Unquestionably. I mean, if only yeah, because sure. it should have been in last year, but it was only for its own fucking <laughs> sort of like uh, tardiness that yeah. it didn't make it in. But I, I think <laughs> it's. Yeah absolutely brilliant and i love it and i I kind of thought to myself i was like i wonder why they did part one and then kind of put it all together with part two like i want i wonder why they decided to do that and i kind of went Mm. and thought have they just like stuck all the best material in part one and uh, are we going to get like diminishing returns or or not be as great no and 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 you're not i mean i love it and i love the fact that some Mm. of the new songs are Easily the equal, often superior to some of the stuff on part one. Yeah. You know, there's some of the songs that I hadn't heard before that I was like, I was almost like, Mm. This is was this on part one? Because this is like so this is so good. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, I'm just I kind of feel like I know it first listen through because Mm. it's just so awe inspiring and all encapsulating. This is incredible, this record. Incredible. I fucking love it. I fucking love yeah. it. This is, a, this is a great band. This is a yeah. great fucking band.
1: Yeah. Stunning piece of work. Absolutely. Absolutely stunning.
0: Yeah. Really, really brilliant. If you haven't listened to them before, and a few people haven't, like, funny enough, actually, like, I just said to Merlin earlier, I was like, and, you know, obviously he's a big Elton John fan. And he was, I would have thought, because Elton John had been so keen on them. I would have thought he would have been yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know the Gabriels," But he was Why like, no, no, I've never heard of him before. But I know he went on with them at Glastonbury, and that was, or well, they went on with him at Glastonbury, and that was it. But yeah, I was like, mate, get, get this in your fucking ears now. And you do the same, <laughs> Angels and Queens, but Gabrielle's is out now. Go and bloody listen to it. Right, next up, something pretty different. Better Lovers, God Made Me an Animal, the debut EP... From the Dillinger Escape Plan meets Every Time I Die supergroup. I love saying that because
1: <laughs>
0: without even hearing a note of music, I know I'm going to like it.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's You know it's not going to let you down like them cricket vultures no,
0: do. I just sort of think, Greg <laughs> from the Dillinger Escape Plan with the members of Every Time I Die and Will Putney are uh, playing guitar as well. It's like, yeah, that's going to that's going to be good in it that's just gonna that's just yep. gonna be good uh they dropped one song 30 under 13 prior to this we now get four tracks including that song in just a brief 15 minutes as i guess i'm hoping i'm thinking what well, is just going to be some sort of teaser for what might be coming next that song 30 under 13 was oh, pretty fucking I hope so. great by the way yeah oh mate i i very much hope so although i am and i've said it a few times before i don't know how you feel about this metal really kind of heavy extreme music 15 minute four six eight track eps if they're all like a minute long some of the songs are like 90 seconds long that can often be the perfect the yep. perfect thing for a metal band or for mm-hmm. a kind of hardcore band just give me like yeah. six songs and they're all two minutes long and you're out and then you just go yeah. so good i want to put it on again and you do yeah. you end up listening to it like yeah fucking six times a trot because you're just like killer killer oh my god oh my god i can listen to it mm-hmm. like burnt by the sun self so titled EP how many times do I need to say it evidently even more but <laughs> but yeah like I fucking obviously obviously I like this a lot um yeah you, you do as well don't you surely
1: <laughs> oh fucking outrageous four four tracks what was it what did you say it 15 was? minutes 12 minutes 15 minutes in out you know comes in just wrecks everything headbutts you yeah steals steals your girl steals steals your booze and just fucks off and you're just like what the fuck happened and then you're going to put it on again as I did Um, I mean this is you know it was never going to be shit let's be absolutely honest about this I mean you know it's the kind of reunion of forces that I didn't realise that I needed in 2023 but it's yeah it's a 15 minute journey of absolute fucking just chaos um, and man, I, I'd actually forgotten how much I fucking missed every time I die riffs. I mean, I missed that, but I was gutted when they yeah. split. I was genuinely yeah, gutted. Yeah. I was more gutted about everything I die splitting than Dillinger because it seemed like Dillinger had their
0: they got to they, they reached the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, never they, gonna they, get any bigger. That right, was yeah. their
1: kind of you know you know they they split. There's like shelf life. No, we're done. We're done. We can't. You know, blah blah blah. Cool, that's fine. With every time I died, it was just like, oh, fuck's sake. Why can't you just get along? You know. Um, But, yeah, the first track, like a sacrificial participant. Um, Just that classic every time I die, dirty fucking groove to it. Um, And, yeah. And, again, I've missed Greg singing like that as well. And it sound it's kinda of sounds like he's fucking miss singing like that as well. He is like he is the successor to Mike Patton. He can sing anything. Anything. And he does on this album. Each song has got four different fucking vocal styles in, you know. And like when he goes to that 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 first chorus of that opening track, fuck me. It it sounds like a chorus off um uh what's the album? Got Iwerks. it sounds like like an Ireworks era fucking Dillinger yeah. chorus, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah and it's so big i mean he's you know, the... is
0: arguably one of the only men on the planet who could take that could tame that crazy every time i die yeah riffathon yeah and do more yeah. with it than i used to think keith, well i do think keith buckley is brilliant brilliant lyricist yeah amazing yeah. stage presence great fucking singer a great singer as well as a great screamer right yeah but Greg yeah. is arguably and you go like well those are big shoes to fill and then when you go oh it's Greg Machado <laughs> you're like oh well yeah. now now it's fine. big shoes for Keith Buckley to fill if ever
1: he comes back <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah to, to be honest like after listening to this I'm like I'm fine with this for a while mm. let this band be a band for a bit please because this is it's 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 fucking just it's wonderful, like it. But it seems so simple that oh, you know, every time I die, oh yeah, we're just gonna get a thing from Dillinger. It seems like such a simple genius idea. Yeah, it does. Whoever came up with it, I owe them a beer. <laughs> you really do. I really do. Or a diet coke. Yeah. I mean,
0: all um, four songs basically. It, so we did yeah. thirteen under uh, under 30, thirty under thirteen. I think it's probably the most metallic oh. sounding song. It kind of manages to sound like yeah. both of their bands. And then there's a touch of like yeah. c- clutch, Mastodon groove kind of, that Southern thing in there a little bit as well, which I hadn't noticed before. And that's maybe because, you know, when you get, become so small, I mean, Greg, it's about two minutes in, Greg does this scream and it is like <laughs> fucking mad. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, all the best twists and turns of an Every Time I Die song, but with Greg's very, very different kind of dirty vocals on it. It sounds mad. And the last one, the last track, God Made Me An Animal title track, it sounds like, I mean, that is the most kind of, that almost sounds like every time I die I've gone, we'll write you a little Dillinger song, your kind of latter day period Dillinger song. But we won't completely throw away the every time I die-ness of it. And I know it seems like I'm really only comparing it basically to two bands. But when they're two bands as good as those two who have done so much stuff, yeah, yeah, I am. I guess I am.
1: <laughs> I mean, thirteen under a uh, thirty under thirteen. Like, I mean, it, g- it goes from like you know the mathy kind of almost messy guitar kind of opening, but then it explodes into that. I mean, you, you were talking about the groove riff. It, it when it first kicked in, I was, it sounded like a uh, no, like a Lost Pantera riff. Yeah. From fucking vulgar display or something, and then at two minutes, it just goes fucking off the rails and and does like a three inches of blood fucking middle eight. like you know it's just it's just when it when everything just cuts out and he's got the guitar going, I just, like, fuck, it's it's fucking it's outrageous, and I, I I truly hope that this isn't just like a one off. EP, I'd love him to do like a series of EPs you know, like you said this is the this is the perfect kind of format to listen to this kind of music, 3 or 4 songs 10 minutes, 15 minutes, get in do your shit, get out and yeah again, I can only imagine how, mu- how much fucking fun this would be to see like, oh,
0: wow they're playing the scene as well Oh. And if they've only got sixteen minutes of worth of material to fill an at- hour,
1: <laughs> play it again. Well. <laughs> play
0: thirty under thirteen well. again. <laughs> play the new black and forty three percent burn. Actually,
1: yeah. Actually, yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Why
0: not? Imagine yeah. that. Imagine going to see them and they're like, oh, you know, you've only got, f- you know, you've only got four songs and we've got to fill an hour. I guess you do stuff for yeah. our old bands, right? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, do that, do that, yeah,
1: Oh yeah brilliant fucking panasonic youth yes, please
0: fucking unbelievable like bubblegum be so good anyway there you go god made me an animal by better lovers yeah. is out now let's move on and talk about uh, the new album from pj harvey inside the old year dying the 10th full-length album from the legendary uk solo artist a follow-up to her 2016 album hope six demolition project which i have to be perfectly honest i can't remember that much about if I've even heard it, I'm not really sure that I have. So um that's sort of where I am. Uh PJ Harvey's great, right? PJ Harvey is is, is brilliant. Stories from the city, stories from the sea, lovely record. Great record. Um, you know, some of the latter day stuff, I think White Chalk and Let England Shake, really great, you know. Dry and rid of me, yeah. bring me your you know, to, to bring me your love. All kind of classic early nineties, you know shimmering experimental post alt rock majesty like great great records yet saying that it would take me a long time if you said to me like name all of your favorite artists ever it probably would take me some time before i got to pj harvey and that's not because i don't like pj harvey i really do like pj harvey i just don't listen to her loads how
1: about you I go. Th- I go through stages. Um, I loved Let England Shake. Cause that that was the second Mercury she won. It was, wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, I I always loved Dry is my favourite. PJ Harvey album. I think it's just it's just a staggering piece of work. Um, I mean, I mean, PJ Harvey kind of first came into my life. You know, it was that Brit Award performance when she, that gnarly fucking cover of Satisfaction she did with Bjork. And uh, I remember hearing um, 50 Foot Queenie on Top of the Pops. I remember a single to that. I loved that. Uh, loved, uh, what's the album called? Uh, the, the one with Come On Billy on it. And um, Meet There's a Monster. The one in 95. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um and obviously you know um you know various duets with Josh Holmley over the years but that's all I really kind of listen to is is like those early kind of sort of three or four albums I haven't been a huge fan of what she's done kind of this century I guess it's not to say it's not it's not bad or bad but um it's it you know she's progressed so much away from what I consider the p j harvey sound that's in my head yeah. to be you know and i and- of course I respect you know she's almost chameleon like in the way she's kind of reinverted her sound is constantly pushing along as she has done on this on this latest album you know it's 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 certainly you know an interesting concept hmm. i mean. I- What's the concept, really like Steve? Story- <laughs> What's the I, angle? I
0: really, I think we've, we've done a classic <laughs> album before, uh, when it was right, on Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. I think that is like, yeah. you know, I quite like PJ Harvey. I think the thing is, is that I like PJ Harvey when she's actually just kind of just writing quite straightforward songs. And I think she did do that. when. And this is the thing. Uh, on this album, um, apparently it took a long fucking time, many years of work, and it was a very difficult album to make uh, she said, it took time to find its strongest form but has finally become all I hope for it to be. It was inspired by the poem Orlam, right? Which is a poem that she partially, um, well, I know she wrote, and, and she kind of, it's weird talking about this album, having talked about Spirit of Eden this week, right? Because <laughs> this is based on a poem that she wrote, but it's kind of- yeah. Partially improvised, by all accounts. I think you can kind of hear that a bit. I mean, it t- took in, mm. taking years. I mean, look, you know, when you're doing this kind of improvisational thing, it's not always going to work out. Um, she's happy with the results. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are we happy with the results?
1: I mean, I've only I've only listened to this album this week. Mm. I think I think this might be one to bring up in a few months' time. I think it's probably not enough. It's gonna take. It's (laughs) you you think. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's you know, lyrically kind of obtuse in a level that I kind of goes a bit over my head. But I do generally think that I think you know if I live with this for a for a few months. I think I, you know, it would kind of open up its charms to me. I mean it's 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 fucking it's challenging stuff. You need to listen to mm. it, like listen to it. Uh, to be fair, you know, i obviously I do probably ninety percent of my weekly listening when I'm in the van yeah. driving. This ain't van music. <laughs> Gabriel certainly was. Better lovers definitely was, you know. I'm surprised I didn't get a speeding ticket this week, to be honest. But um I mean uh, 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 you know she, she's earned that right to kind of do whatever the fuck Absolutely. she wants man even if it is a bit chin strokey at times yeah, nothing wrong with that at all she's that sort of artist that would you know always looking for something new mm. you know as much as I want her to make dry again she fucking won't and that's that's awesome wicked Mm. man let's see what you got then yeah I mean look
0: you know this isn't like some kind of total mad reinvention or anything really there's still things that you know the opening song is quite haunting in a way that PJ Harvey can Mm. often be so beautifully haunting quite a kind of slow deliberate yet still startling and and, and gripping start to the record Um, Autumn I think it actually gets better and worse as it goes on weirdly this album because I think Autumn Term is quite cool but it's a little bit ramshackle for me. I mean, it sort of sounds like an unfinished Radiohead B-side. I think it grows into something <laughs> quite cool at the end with those kind of big guitars and chords mm. slicing through everything. Um, there's a sort of, you know, Some tonight. It's quite a folksy one. I don't really remember much about it off the top of my head. Um, mm. seems, le- seems and I Feels. Feels much more like a kind of classic PJ Harvey sounding, you know, angrier indie rock lament thing. Can't say it sounds like a classic piece of the material in my eyes particularly, but does at least go, Oh, that's very definitely PJ Harvey. Um yeah. it's not until the Nether Edge, which is, you know, track fucking five on the album, where there's something which I know that I definitely really do like on it. Like a lot. Um very odd start. I think the piano and her voice combined is a, is a beautiful, is a kind of perfect combo and it, they, it kind of suits, they, they complement and suit each other so well. There's some very weird effects on her voice as well in that song that give the yeah. entire thing this kind of, again, a brilliantly haunting quality and it doesn't feel alienating. It doesn't feel odd to the point of being alienating. It just feels a bit like different and I really like that. I really, really like that. But that's only sort of the first point that I'd got to where I was like I like this one I definitely like this one and it's five tracks in do you know what I mean Mm. you know there's a few that sound a bit like classic PJ Harvey Uh, there's a song All Souls sounds like it starts like a Frank Ocean song it's really kind of marshmallowy synths (laughs) yeah and then you get a lot of like hey nonny nonny stuff Towards the end of yeah. the album. I don't uh, like that folksy, oldie worldy, like hang it dingy dang hang, sort of thing. I just like that is that it might be good, but that is a style, stylistically speaking, that I just do not like. I like <laughs> you weren't
1: a fan of circular no.
0: then? No, 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 no. 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 I I, I like I uh <laughs> my only folk that I listen to really is um Ah, uh, oh, fucking hell, I forgot the name of what I was gonna say now. Um uh, Mulligan and No Hair <laughs> <laughs> My Rose has left me. I'm in a mood. Um I I, I like August and I like a noiseless
1: noise. I like lo- yeah, noiseless noise, that's the best song yeah. on the album for Which me. But she sounds really angry.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, discordant
1: and, and ethereal. I'm like, there's my PJ Harvey. Yeah. right at the end of the I think album.
0: August does a bit of that as well. August has got maybe a bit quieter, but it's got a bit of a spirit yeah. of esque soundscape to it as well. Look, You know, look, bits of this is a, a, a good, right? Bits of this are really good. Yeah, and there's and there's bits, bits of right. it that, due to my taste in music. I really go like, oh fucking, leave me alone, right? I <laughs> I cannot see this being kind of considered a late career masterpiece from her, particularly. But like you say, no, it may well get. It, it, it may well kind of like open up to me later down the line, maybe when I come back to it, maybe. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. it's the folksy stuff. I just can't, mate. I just can't.
1: I'm just gonna go listen to "Rid of Me" again, or "Dry." I don't
0: know. Yeah. Any, any, Sorry. Sorry, Polly. Anything else to
1: say? I think that's. I think that's. That's all I got on that. Really, it's just. It's very. I listened to it about half a dozen times, and and, and a lot of it I kind of struggle to to remember. But like I said, maybe you've got to listen to it. When you're, you know, you're staring at your speakers with headphones on, hellishly loud, maybe in a darkened room, with a strobe with a light, light. <laughs>
0: and Mark Hollis ignoring you, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we make this room more edgy? Well, we've got Mark Hollis sat over there ignoring you, yeah, that's pretty edgy.
0: Uh, anyway, there you go. I inside the old year dying by PJ Harvey. Um, we maybe yeah. tackled that slightly too early. Who knows. Who knows? It's the okay. same reason that we didn't do the Seeger Ross album. I I just feel like maybe that's gonna need a bit of time. But you did like that, didn't you? Yeah, You do like that album.
1: I, I I I adored it. I'd love to bring okay. that up on like a few if we do like it like a catch yeah, up I'm episode sure of of releases that because yeah, I've lived that for a few weeks now and yeah, it's I think it's fucking great. It's the best thing they've done in okay. a while. Right. Well, really, really good.
0: Anyway, really good. um, finally. To close us out, Dave and Central C. Split Decision, a split EP from two of the biggest names in UK hip-hop. Featuring the number one hit single, Sprinter. Now, uh, don't number one hits don't really matter anymore, do they? No one gives a fuck, do they particularly?
1: What does, does that mean? Even, what does that well, even it, mean? the number one in the singles chart. We didn't know, because there aren't singles. is a single. Sprint. Yeah, but I mean, a single is... Uh, a black circular semi. Yeah, they still do disc. the
0: singles, don't they? They still do the songs. <laughs> the top forty songs.
1: What should call them, call them songles
0: then? Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> don't call them that. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Crikey. Uh anyway. I'm an ideas, yeah. man. Anyway, ideas, this has man. been out a little while now, to be honest. Uh and I just caught up with it because I was like, Oh yeah, I should we we should have done this before. Um I've been a massive fan of Dave for a little while now. I think he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Not as keen on yeah. Central Sea. Don't know that loads about him, but I haven't really heard anything that's made me go, ooh, Central Sea. Um, what about you, Gaz?
1: Yeah. I've been a fan of Dave without really going like fully in. Um, but what I've heard, I really like. And... But the the real revelation. Obviously, obviously, I knew Dave before and his style and you know his flow and stuff like that before listening to the CP. But I'd never heard of Central C, and I think he's a fucking revelation. Oh really? Okay. Honestly, I, I I generally think you know it takes a brave man to, to trade rhymes. That's true. With someone like Dave, mm-hmm. you got to have big fucking balls for that. Yeah. I really, you know, but I love his. Almost lazy laconic kind of flow. It's very nineties. <laughs> Central Seas flow. Yeah. It reminds me a, a bit a little bit of at times of uh, the dude from Diggable Planets. Oh wow. Ask your dad.
0: <laughs> if your dad was in it. don't ask my dad.
1: Yeah. If if your dad was me, basically. <laughs> I was <gonna> say, <laughs> if you do say that to me. I'm like, i am like imagine yeah. asking my
0: dad Dad, do you ever Diggable do you remember Diggable Planets? What's that? Dig a what? <laughs> yeah. Um, all <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, that's interesting that you're into Central scene, yeah, I yeah. can, I can kind of see that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he's all right in this, right? I think he, I think he keeps up. I think he does well to keep up.
1: Yeah. Right? No. Definitely. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely keeps up. And I'm like, well, fair fucks to you, mate. You've done all right. And uh, I, I don't know which one of them does the rhyme, but um, it's got to be rhyme of the Year, man. Rhyming uh. Ab- Emma Diallo with Nelly Furtado. <laughs> I was like, fuck me. Whoa Nelly, turn out the yeah. light. There's a I haven't heard that name in a long there's, time. There's a few.
0: I mean, look, you know, musically, again, this is this is like 15 minutes long. It's four tracks. Um I believe to bring it back to Dave for a second. I believe that that Dave will uh come back with an album which will have much more going on. Than than this, oh, right? I'm sure. Like,
1: well, they were both tw- 25, like within a day of yeah. each other. That's why this this got dropped like the day after both of their birthdays, mm. I believe. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Did. yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty I think cool.
0: musically as well, some of it is pretty good. as Well, some good beats, some good little kind of kind of you know sort of stuttering, slinky piano parts and whatnot. And there's there's a little bit yeah. of Love Island music, obviously, obviously, because all these things always do have. But like, I I can, I can live with that. I tell you what, I'm a little bit sad about. I'm a little bit sad mm. and I don't think this means much really because like you say this is a stopgap EP it doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Bit of fun. Bit of it? fun. But hearing Dave going on on the first song Trojan Horse about making a million quid in a month I think Trojan Horse is actually like a bit of a banger actually I think it's quite a banger. But it's not really the thing that I think about when I think of Dave and it's not really and it's, just, it's the, the, the things that he has been saying throughout his career are things that have set him apart from other rappers who do kind of indulge in that kind of um, bravado a bit. Um, and I think, you know, Sprinter, again, a bit of Love Island music in there, probably hence why I got to number one. And I, the flow on both of them is great. Uh, Central C with a few dodgy lyrics about how fucking rich he is. But Dave going, I like hanging with broke bitches, but one flight and they're impressed. And there's a bit where he talks about a girl's bra size as well. And I'm just a bit like, I don't know about this, mate. I don't know. I don't really want you to go down this avenue. Like, it's a shame.
1: I kind of see it from a different angle. I think they're being self-aware and ripping the piss.
0: I think they are on, twi- on 25th birthday, I, I, which, we'll get to, which we'll get
1: to in a yeah. second. Yeah yeah well I, th- I think they're kind of doing it on Sprinter as well which Sprinter is, is it could almost in the wrong hands that would be an outrageously horrible fucking bragging song you know But they, I, I, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're self aware enough to kind of realise that you know these are all kind of material pursuits and they're kind of doing it in a, in a ripping the piss in a British kind of Subtle way, because, like you said, this is very different to what Dave's rapped about in the past. Mm. And I'd like to think, obviously, time will tell. But I, I, I do get what you mean. I, I actually think Trojan Horse is the weakest song on here by far. Maybe, yeah. I really like. I really like the last track. I really like UK rap. Yeah, I like UK rap. she so yeah. not listen to UK rap if it ain't um, Dave or Cinch. I'll be as fucking that's
0: such a good hook
1: it's a proper sound system Uh, oh
0: kind of hook yeah that that's the most Um, that's definitely like the most fun one and i think you hear that and you go like that's fun and i think like for me 25th birthday is is the best song on it for me by far i think and it's the best song on it for far because you know a little bit more soulful like i say, it's got a nice beat nice piece of part of piano and i think the kind of the you know the, the, that kind of braggadocious mask does slip a little bit, right? Which I think, and it makes them more mm. interesting for you. I think they're interesting characters. There's a bit in that song where Central C um, boasts about what he might wear at the Met Gala, before going on to say that he wants yeah. to get a degree just to make his mum proud because she proud. had rules yeah. that he ignored. And you go, right, okay, there, that's that's there the is. fucking guy, right? That's what I want to hear from you. Yeah. I think that's nice. Yeah. I think he and Dave, you know. You're, you're probably right, right? Like I think it was just like the first couple of songs, I think they strayed a little bit into... They didn't kind of... The seesaw, I felt like, maybe was dropping a bit too much. Like, ha-ha, we've got loads of money, aren't we? Great kind of thing. And that was... And it was a bit like... It was a bit kind of braggadocious. Um, whereas on this one, I think they look at what they are, but also why they are. And, you know, they're mm-hmm. both young and rich and successful and you know very 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 hyper intelligent guys i think um yeah. and yeah. you know i i think it is it's probably hard to be um you know guys the kind of young black guys in their position who have to to turn around and not and not be you know, there's one bit where Dave is like, I don't come from generation. Actually, you no, know, it might be Central C's like, we don't come from generational wealth. And it's like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and that, those are the points where I go, okay, am I maybe being a bit harsh here? But if I am being a bit harsh, yeah. the only reason I'm being a bit harsh is because, um, I just, I think, you know, Dave is, Dave is a very, very, very impressive artist who said some really incredible, amazing mm-hmm. things. And I think he's a, bit better than ever getting to that point but i do realize there might be a slightly kind of satirical um tongue-in-cheek i think there is I, I, yeah. yeah
1: i really think i really think that's the angle okay.
0: yeah you probably you might be
1: right going there. from especially especially on a couple of the tracks mm-hmm. I really do think yeah that.
0: and it was only mm-hmm. when you know it was here in um 25th birthday where i was like yeah. okay yeah. maybe yeah. maybe yeah. i should be giving them the benefit of the doubt but it does make those two songs i am like ah but that's it really everything else i think this is decent i mean i think it's a stopgap for the pair of them and i i think yeah, you know exactly. we'll see them do something far more impressive in the years to come but um of course it yeah. is, it's decent i think it's worth your time though
1: oh, oh definitely definitely you know Sprinter is a you know pop. it's a chart topping banger it's a chart topping banger.
0: banger and like you say UK rap is <laughs> you know is like the kind of you know pop the champagne cork woo like end of the night fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In it. and that's what it feels yeah. like they, they, to be fair to both of them they do a lot in 15 minutes don't they they actually do do quite a lot Yeah, yes yeah. they do so yes, you they know do. Uh,
1: there you yeah. go it's well worth a listen it's well worth mm. a listen Really I would is. say
0: so too. Split decision by Dave and Central C. That actually came out a little while ago, but you know, uh, I like Dave wanting to cover room. Thanks very much, guys, for listening. That's the end of the show. Hope you've had a nice time listening to the show. We've had a nice time recording it. Sorry, we uh, would, would, mm. we go in like oh, let's see if we can do it in an hour and a half, and then we spoke about brick pop revival for twenty five minutes, didn't we? We
1: did. We, we we've knocked it out in
0: about an hour and yeah, forty yeah.
1: though. Profit on that. We're getting better. Getting getting, getting better.
0: better all the time all the time <laughs> got my wings all right, and uh, I can right. fly <laughs> uh, alright thanks very much for listening guys like you say coming up on our Patreon page we've got a podcast on Ben Howard and a podcast on Entombed at uh, patreon.com forward slash true cop pop also there should be a true crap pop waiting for you uh, this week coming at some point hopefully with Sam talking about Bruce Willis what an odd sentence. Anyway, thanks very much, guys. Have a lovely time doing whatever it is that you plan on doing. See you later. yippee ki melon farmer. <laughs>